You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Two Chunks and a Hunk. Movie musings for mostly everybody. Hello and welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders and this week I am your hunk. I'm Doge and... Was was there a word in there? Oh, okay. That's what I thought. And I'm Carter. Did you say something in there too? Yeah, it was a hunk. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah so are we all hunks? Then? We are. We're all Yay. hunks. Okay. We look at us. are all hunks. You got man's own hunks. Ow. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's 2020, y'all. 2020. The we year's so nice. Want. And there's a storm rolling in Dallas, and we may never be able to be the hunks again. Yeah, we all might get froze to death in this big bad storm, so we're all getting one more chance to be the hunk before the lights inevitably wink out Ah, in our eyes. It's just like (laughs) Elsa's running at the front of all this stuff. Sorry. No, very good. Yeah, thank you. Very, very good. So uh, we're in a new series. Brand new one. Brand new series. Never before been done. Choice Awards from the the names. Yeah, that was you, yeah? I don't remember. It was. You never remember the, the things you do that are so great. <laughs> Have you're I great. ever been on this podcast before? I Welcome remember. to Talking About Doge, a new podcast we're starting. <laughs> <laughs> but this series, we're taking a look back at the 20 teens. We asked you guys to choose uh, from five movies in five categories, mm-hmm. your favorite movie of a specific genre. This week, we're talking about the horror genre. And we want to say what the winner was? Yeah, the winner for the horror genre in this series is A, a Quiet, Quiet Place. Place. Now, let's talk about the voting process a little bit and sort of what that looked like. What was A Quiet Place up against, Carter? Yeah, so Quiet Place is our winner for the horror genre. We also had movies like Cabin in the Woods. Ooh, yeah. Mm. Fun kind of genre bending type movie. A lot of these are. We had The Conjuring, like legitimately just straight up scary. That's it. too spooky for me. I've never seen it. You haven't? No, I it. never will. And uh, Get Out. Get Out, yeah. yeah. And so I would, yeah, when I saw, when we knew that Get Out and A Quiet Place were going against each other, this was one of the closer ones, wasn't it? it in terms yeah, it of was. Vote? It was. And I, it's so weird. when I, I think when A I, Quiet Place won by like 12 votes. Yeah. yeah. It was real close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I saw the category for horror, and I want to talk about this for just a second, I w- immediately was like, oh, okay, so we're watching Get Out. Like, right. Get yeah. Out is going to absolutely sweep. And then it didn't. Um. Were you guys as shocked by that as I was? I was incredibly shocked. I was surprised for sure. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. So I love a quiet place. I was a champion of a quiet place when it first came out. I think it's an awesome movie. Still love a quiet place, Yeah, but I was just so confident that get out was going to be the like decade defining. Yeah. Right. Horror. Movie. Well, if anything now, I mean, we're, we're, we'll probably still get, it'll probably still get its due. Like what it's yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Cause I think we're going, I mean, we should probably do some, like we could do a Jordan Peele series. I'm sure at yeah. some point in our lives. A hundred percent. And, and, and I think that's, that's sort of the fun thing about having a listener vote led 
series is I wanted to talk about get out. That was right. the one that I voted for. Right. But we're going to talk about a quiet place because it equally deserves its time in the spotlight. Yeah, like that's sure. what's so unique about this. And this movie is, it's a banger friends. Yeah. It's, yeah, a good it's one. really good. And I want to touch on something too. And especially when we get to like action and sci-fi and stuff like that, there were probably certain movies that you might've expected to see that weren't on there, Sure, but that's because we've already reviewed them or we're saving them in our back pocket for, for something, something special. Else. So yeah. if there's one that you're like, huh, how is that not there? We probably Please trust us. We yeah. have a podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, so, uh, before we get too deep into a quiet place, Doge, do you want to here in 2020, <gasps> do me that favor that the I need so one, bad. The first synopsis of the new decade. Uh, this one was written by a frequent collaborator of our podcast. Yes. An individual by the name of frequent Nick. and unwilling collaborator. <laughs> Nick yeah. Reganis. Nick Reganis. Nick which has like, written over a thousand movie yeah, synopsis. And I'm just things. realizing his last name sounds like someone saying a, another common name backwards. Like Reganis sounds like someone just rewound something. Isn't that weird? <laughs> <laughs> So now there's only two hunks this episode. So this is going to be the first episode that we can retract the giving of hunk. So I am now a chunk. Carter uh, lost his hunky. It's not, not a, it's not a new year without a bad joke. That's true. That is true. Leave it in. I say leave it, leave it in. All right. The people need to know. Okay. I'm honest. Nick Reganus writes on a devastated earth overrun by lethal and ever hearing predators of a possible extraterrestrial <laughs> origin. Hearing. The Abbots struggle to survive in a desolate New York City in a new era of utter silence. As this new type of invader is attracted to noise, even the slightest of sounds can be deadly. However, it's been already 12 months since the powerful monster's first sightings, and this resilient family still stands strong. To learn the rules of survival in this muted dystopia is essential. Nevertheless, an otherwise joyous event is threatening an already frail stability. Now, more than ever... Don't make a sound. Ooh, That's a pretty big. good synopsis, actually. It is over-thesserized. That's pretty nice. Good. I would I, call it New York City. Yeah, I would I'd call almost, it New York State. I yeah, would almost certainly. exclusively refer to it as not New York City. It's more City. of an I Am Legend vibe, I'm sure. <laughs> I want to talk about my movie theater experience seeing this movie. Did we go together? We did. I okay. saw it in theaters, too. Uh, great experience. Saw it at Alamo Drafthouse, and they had a special menu of uh, soft foods. Yep. That's hilarious. Which was really cool. So like, it was like soft pretzels and French fries and things like that, which is Bowl great. Pudding. Um, <laughs> what they didn't think about is that ice makes noise. And yep. uh, a gentleman about two seats down from me crunched ice and then refilled his ice and then crunched ice for about the entire <laughs> runtime of the movie. <laughs> and it was the worst. I mean, this movie is at points pin drop silent. Yeah. And this guy's like two seats over that from me sucks. and it was so bad. really bad. <laughs> it was tough. It was tough. Um, but what, wasn't there a little, uh, tidbit about how like movies were not making as much money on concessions because of this movie yes. coming in theaters. Yeah. Yes. So smart of Alamo to be a little bit ahead of the curve, but I bet even as there, always, nobody, always. nobody wants to risk it. Yeah. Sure. Except for the guy next to me, he was willing to <laughs> crunch. risk it all. I'm going to crunch it, crunch it, ice crunch. But what a unique thing like with this movie there there is something to the experience of even watching it yeah yeah i think to me this movie was really really enhanced by watching it in a theater with a group of people all trying to stay quiet i think so too and i think it was diminished watching it at home with just me and jess because it's really easy for us to both be quiet you know what i mean like there's something about the like communal experience that makes this movie and the horror in this movie more and more effective to me yeah i don't know that i agree with that um, but I do agree that it made the, it, so where I'm with you here is that the experience of watching it was like completely different at home versus mm -hmm. in the theater. But I think the fear of this, of the situation, I don't know what I'm getting at here so much as like the fear induced by the movie stayed the same for me, Yeah. but the experience was dramatically different. Yeah. Okay. I think, yeah, it is. It was a different kind of good for me. I totally agree on like the theater experience. Yeah. But then the thing about it being at home and me having to be quiet is there is always. So just the other night, uh, my wife had gone to bed and I was like, you know what? I haven't seen us. 
And so I watched oh, Us by myself at nighttime. It is a scary and movie. Any horror movie at night, which is why some people just choose to like watch a scary movie in the day, is for some reason the nighttime seems to just open up some portal to whatever you're watching, no matter how ridiculous it it's is. Real now. There's a chance that it can get you. Yeah. And so in yeah. a quiet place, the fact that like I was getting mad at things happening outside my window. So that right. was a unique yeah, thing yeah. I don't get in a theater. Sure. When I'm at home and I'm like to my dog, Nana, I'm like, please stop, stop drinking water. <laughs> like, I'm just like, don't, or like something becomes, and I have like this dry, you don't, uh, Doge is an excellent editor, but I've probably coughed like 12 times already today. <laughs> I've got one of those like post cold dry coughs. That's Ugh. not going away. It's tough. I felt like I got the Abbots in trouble. I feel like I was responsible for some deaths (laughs) because I was just coughing so much. Okay. That is something I feel like we need to talk about. I love that. It's been, it's been over a year. It's been 470 something days since the possibly extraterrestrial ever hearing predators landed in New York city. Um, Nobody extraterrestrial by the way. Absolutely. Uh, Nobody's done a cough or a sneeze or a fart. Of those full time. None of 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 that family. Yeah. Yeah. I think they have not, or they have and have, so my answer for the fart thing, we talked about this a little bit earlier. Uh, you just got it. Cause you got to let it out. Right. I mean, it's got to happen <laughs> or you'll die I or think. you'll die. Maybe that's why spoilers for this movie. Maybe that's why John Krasinski just let it rip right at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he was just like, I'm tired of holding this in. So he's like, no, he's just, I will. I have always loved you. And then just, <gasps> like, just <laughs> so I think, <laughs> It's like a year worth of farts that have just been waiting. I think it sounds like a Chris Nolan soundtrack. I think uh, you get underwater and spread the cheeks a little bit. That's so much trouble. I guess you have to, if you everything's trouble now, aliens can't hear. Correct. Okay. Wow. Says you when there's another louder sound. I know. But for all like for the few things that I thought, well, how are they still alive right now? They do enough unique things I've never yes. seen. Big time. That, yeah, makes this actually a really good movie. So shockingly, I want to take this movie chronologically. Um, and so That's fine. that feels like the best never thing done to that start. Before. So is, we'll start with Cloverfield. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. actually almost was a Cloverfield I know, movie. Which yeah. is, I'm glad it wasn't. They uh, were too. Yeah. But yeah. the producers were as well. Um, so the- I didn't know about that. Tell me more about that. So it, there was, a, it's cause it's paramount. So there was a oh, chance yeah. that it was going to be a Cloverfield movie, but Cloverfield lane, the script came across paramount's desk at the same time. Yeah. Okay. And so they Which basically chose shouldn't have been a Cloverfield. Right. Movie. And it was chose, a great movie until the Cloverfield. They chose exactly. one over the other. Right. Okay. Which the writers, including Krasinski were like, Oh, phew, like, yeah. thank goodness. Like, wow. Cause what do they do? Man, they're mismanaging Cloverfield big time. Yeah, right? they certainly are. It's sort of become like just an umbrella for weird alien stuff. Well, I just, I had homework because that first one's awesome. Yeah, the, the first, first one's amazing. amazing. First Cloverfield's really cool. Um, I was not expecting the beginning of this movie to be as intense as oh, it no ends way. up being. I went into this completely blind. Uh, like hadn't seen a trailer or anything. The only poster I'd seen was Emily Blunt in the bathtub. Right. Uh, and so I had no idea what this was about. I was just like, I know you have to be quiet and I don't know anything about it. And the second it started and he picked up the rocket, I was like, oh man, please be aliens. Yeah. Please be aliens. And it's aliens. It's it is sure. aliens. It is aliens. Um, but the, the opening does such a great job of just establishing this world. Um, the abandoned, I mean, if you've read 10 seconds of trivia about this movie, you'd see things like uh, in the grocery store that they're walking through, the only food left on the shelves is chips mm-hmm. because it's hard to open the bag. Sure. And just so thoughtful, like yeah. even in terms of like set dressing and costuming, like none of them's wearing like swishy jackets right. or like yeah. everything is soft and plush. Um, yeah. When he put, uh, I don't remember what he puts in his backpack, but what, uh, John Krasinski's character takes something hard and puts it in his backpack and he wraps it in a cloth before he puts it in there. So that it doesn't clank mm, around inside the so backpack. Cool. It's did just stuff guys, like that. Did y'all see the piece of IMDb trivia? Uh, that was like six out of like 300 people found it helpful. And the person wrote, when the family walks into the grocery store, they're all barefoot. Interesting how when they leave, their feet are clean. Ew. They're not though. I know. Their feet are not clean. <laughs> their feet are not that clean. Person. Who watched, who watched this movie? Who was like, is that I would have liked it if their feet weren't clean. Oh my god. That is gosh. so strange. That's a little too nitpicky. Mm. Agreed. So yeah, my super dump is probably gonna be their feet, how they're just not ever they're dirty. So, so clean. So <laughs> I, I love right right out of the gate with the start of this movie, I love that this movie, the 
like the heroes, the, the protagonists, the people we're following realistically, one of the only reasons they're surviving is because their family already had a method of silent communication. Yeah. Like they didn't have to take a step backwards and figure out how to talk without talking. Yep. They were able through sign language already. What's the actress's name? Uh, Matt Millicent something, I believe. Millicent Simmons. Millicent Simmons. Yep. Um, but she, I mean, she, she is deaf. She was deaf from, uh, not birth, but as a a child and the the cochlear implant that they use, the the hearing aid that connects to the back of her head, I think is her actual implant. Like that's cool. That's really cool. Really connecting. And so, um, it's pretty awesome. But something else interesting that this movie does at the beginning, just outside of concept, which is arguably the most interesting thing about this movie, but something else that this movie does is pretty, uh, audacious, which is kill off a child character in the, the first yeah. six minutes of screen yeah. time. Yeah. Stakes are so high, but yep. it comes, it becomes such a massive plot point for the rest of it. Oh yeah. Uh, that makes some of the more, uh, moving scenes later, but yeah, that was, I think we needed to be, this helped us be more scared of, cause we don't really even see the creature very well no. in this. It's just like through the woods a little bit. They were good with that. Mm. And then when the kid is just, very, very alien in yeah. that way. Well, but there's something else that this does. I think that I, I, I believe that this movie would not have been nearly as effective if they hadn't started with this scene, no, which no. is, um, there's a lot of times in movies where there's characters in danger and you're going, well, they're safe. Yeah. Well, they're safe. Yeah. Uh, nobody felt safe to me for the rest of this movie no. after they killed what a four year old kid at the beginning. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's definitely points where I was like, this person could die yeah. at any, every single one of them. Yeah. 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 Nobody else felt safe. Um, and I think that's kind of what you need in a horror movie. You need to be afraid for everybody a little bit equally and believe that somebody could go at any time. Yeah. That's some of my favorite stuff about like some of my favorite villains are the ones that could, that you think could kill anybody at any moment. Yeah. I always think of like, uh, Javier Bardem. Uh, yes. Ooh. Uh, with with and, the cattle. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. yeah. He's a wild card. You don't know. Yeah. And that's I mean, yeah, what this represents here. Yeah. We don't have to spoil no country for old men, but like there's definitely, Oh, big time. He's a protagonist killer big yeah. for sure. Yep. So yeah, we don't want to spoil no country for old men, but he's a protagonist. <laughs> he kills the protagonist. <laughs> it's true. You should see that movie. You should see that movie. If you haven't, uh, let's talk about no country for old men for the next 25 minutes. <laughs> no. Um, I, I think that I'm just going to go ahead and super pump right now because okay. it's, it's impossible for me not to, I think a little bit, um, because it, for me, it's world building the world building of this movie, just the, the way that they they're eating off of these leaves when they jump forward in time. And we see them at this house that they've made safe with sand everywhere and with, uh, soft things for them to step on and touch and hold. And they don't use plates. They use leaves and, um, they play monopoly with pieces of felt and they eat fish because they can, uh, get through it really soft and quiet. And, yeah. um, it's just so, interesting. Yeah. Thoughtful, detailed, thoughtful is the perfect word. It's, it's so thoughtfully put together. Well, and like uh, back to what you said, Carter, the stakes are so, so high in this because like I had forgotten until I watched it for the second time that this all starts because they knock over a lantern accidentally while playing Monopoly and then everything completely unravels for them from there on out. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, what's, what's also crazy to think about is like, that's probably the first big noise they've made in I mean, how long do you think it took them to get that homestead up and running See, six months? That's a little bit of it too. It's like there's, there's points where it strains believability sure. a little bit where it's like, man, how did they do that yeah. without making noise? Yeah. How do they do that yeah. without making noise? And that's tough. So that's, that is my, my super dump because we are supposed to, and that's, that's what, what specifically I'll tell into, you, I'm, okay. I'm like, I'm going to get there. Like, uh, the light system, the light bulbs, yes. yeah. uh, being able to put all of that up. Um, it's just like, I've done that before and I, I'm not saying that I'm any better than Krasinski, but one of those is going to break Yeah, and right. you're going to yeah. die. Uh, but also, I mean, they're supposed to, they do a good job of showing us how prepared he was for the end of the world because the grain elevator is filled with corn. Yeah. Yeah. How did we get it? It wasn't already there, right? We're harvesting. Like yeah. we, we have cornfields for the sake of eating. Right. How are you harvesting it? Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's not like it was super blatant 
and this probably says something about how good of a movie this is that it was kind of harder for me to super dump something yeah. because well, I don't, I it's tough to touch on any of the acting. Completely didn't yeah, right. notice that kind of stuff the first time I watched it. Even right, though, and that's a know? good thing. Yes, but for me, it was like okay, so that kind of hurts the rewatchability because you're going to be more and more nitpicky. Sure, I have a question. Actually, are we supposed to believe that this is their home from before everything, or they found it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That that that's never really made clear. And to me, and that's probably fine because there is, there is, I can tell like in movie making and in writing, because the three of us has, have written stories together. There comes a point when you're like, that's too much. That's exhausting. Yeah. We don't yeah. have to spoon feed everybody. Right. Like just right. get over it. It's a movie. Right. right. So, um, but I guess to, to what you're talking about a little bit, sort of, I think your super dump and my super pump a little go hand in hand because they're sort of the good and bad sides, sides of the same coin. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you, but I totally agree with your super pump. Sure. Yeah. Funny. And I agree with your super dump big time, but you get things like they painted the spots you can step on, on the floorboards in green so because they, yeah. those are the spots that don't squeak. Yep. That's yep. so interesting. But I want someone they, to do that for my house. How did they find the spots that did squeak without it squeaking without right. it squeaking, which you know, makes like, me think it might've been their house. And they just remember, but that's the thing. Like, Carter, you have, and I hope I'm not offending you. No. Some squeaky wood floors. It's like a, this house was built in like the 30s. Right. Go Now go tell me what spots don't squeak. Right. Could you do like that? I can't, but I can yeah. definitely tell you like squeak central. Like here's a ton of the parts that squeak. Yeah, sure. I can't. I'm not going to. Sure. You can say, paint not a dying, path. I couldn't yeah. do it. Life or death kind of thing. It's interesting. It's, it's a lot. Of, but they also, they do a kind of a good job of coming in and doing safety nets for some of that stuff too. Because it's like, well, we got a lot of work to do today. Let's shoot off these rockets. Like I, how many times have they done that? Cause they're all aware yeah, of it. That's true. So if there's a louder noise and then, but then you're like, well, why didn't Krasinski teach his son that earlier? Well, for the sake of the plot, we need to see him tell somebody. Yes. Louder noise makes all the other smaller noises fine. But right. anyways, no, you're totally right. Yeah. Well, and I, I don't want to spend a ton of time nitpicking the things that sign of a good movie. Perfect. Though. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Cause there's not these big glaring, like, ugh, yeah, know. definitely not. Um, but yeah, a lot of this movie, really focuses on, I would say it's all about sort of the 48 hours surrounding the birth of Jim Halpert's terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. Yeah. <laughs> yes, really. Um, and something that this movie succeeds in that I've never really seen done is making m these minuscule things terrifying. The nail on the stairs is the worst thing I've oh, ever seen in a movie. That's what I'm talking yeah. about here. So take any, this is why this movie is so well done, or this is an example, I guess. Take any one element out and that nail's not scary anymore. You know, she's, yeah. she's not pregnant and in de desperate need to give birth like right now. Yeah. Okay. Well then she can recover and she'll be okay. Yeah. There's not these scary loud, mo like everything had to line up to where this nail is the most sinister villain in a horror movie we've seen Which in a long great. time. That's so great. It's so good. Yeah. I don't know how they managed to avoid, and don't be wrong. It does feel a little tropey, but the pregnancy, how they managed to make that not feel tropey, right? Because there's like, that's a thing like in, in pregnant, in monster movies, there's a, a character who is going to have to give birth and figure out how to protect the baby from the monster. Sure. Like Lori in the walking dead. Like that's a big thing about like, sure. Well, yeah, what's yeah, going to yeah. happen when the baby, like, it felt a little tropey in this, but I think it, it actually integrated well into the plot. If we didn't That's what have, I was say, yeah. if we didn't have the death of the kid at the beginning, this pregnancy would feel out of place. I agree. Because um, the, the pregnancy is a way to manifest her fears of being a mother again. Yep. I think that a big part of it is that the threat and a lot of like post-apocalyptic, she's got to give birth type situations is, oh man, what are we going to do about that kid? But right now it's she could die because of the childbirth itself. Like the sounds made during childbirth could be enough to get her killed. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's what makes it scarier. Yeah, for sure. See, that's the thing though. Like that, I seem to recall, and I haven't watched the walking dead in years because yeah, it neither. stopped being very good for a very right. long time. Oof, yeah. Uh, but I seem to recall a similar conversation when Lori was going to have uh Judith uh, in the <laughs> prison, right? Was there not a conversation of like, well, what are you going to do when the baby cries? They're going to hear it. What are you going to do when you have to give birth? They're going to hear you. You know what I mean? Like, that's, yeah, no, that's a good point. It's a little, that's what I'm saying. Like, and that's, yet I never question it here. Yeah. Because they're talking about it. Yeah. They're literally talking about it in walking dead. And here we don't even have, yeah. we're too afraid for conversation. 
I think you're right. I think that is the Maybe difference that's maker. what makes keeps it from feeling tropey is that like there's nobody looking directly at the camera and saying, This could be a real problem because babies are loud and they don't know how to be quiet. Right. We just, it's just part of the world. We know now. that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're right. Yeah, that's good. It's you can't walk barefoot without sand. You know, it's like, oh. Yeah. This there's movie, a lot of things you can't do. This movie does a lot of show don't tell in a really cool way. Mm-hmm. Like we never get, we need this nursery to be soundproof or else the monsters will heal the baby. We just see we're touching a bassinet. We're turning on an oxygen tank, making sure that it works. And then we've got the kids putting up newspaper for soundproofing. Yep. Nobody says anything, but as we're watching it, we're like, Oh, obviously. Oh, obviously that's, I mean, I had that thought over and over again. This, oh, well, duh. Yeah. I, I'm thinking to get out again too, but this, and there is, there's a big trend right now for smart horror. Yes. Yes. We need and it. Oh my gosh. I love I it. I think it might've been some, is it something that movie studios were afraid of for a while because of how successful, I'm not gonna call it dumb horror. That seems kind of jump scares. Jump yeah. scares is because it's like, but what's so great is the masses love it. These movies are making a lot of money. Yeah. So I call that smart horror. Like that's like you are, you are, I feel like we're watching, it's like one of those old PC games, like mist or something right? where it's like, I have to just go explore. Like I have to figure stuff out myself. Well, I think what we got for a long time was not even dumb horror right out of the gate. But if you look at things like the first installments of a lot of legendary horror uh, series, let's look at saw. Yeah. Let's look at, um, you know, the first Friday, the 13th, the first Halloween. These are not dumb people. These are people that are scared of something that is more cunning than them. Sure. And I'm just saying like in terms of the storytelling. No, no, no. But I think what we got is an infection of sequels that ran out of ways to make their person smarter than anybody smart. Yeah. Boy, do I have news for you. No, I know. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm honestly a little worried about it. I'm honestly not interested in the quiet place sequel at all. I'm interested in it. I'm I'll definitely watch, interested. I, I don't in know it. that I'll go see it in theater. I think I I'm more interested after I th- read about how much, it's not the first time you see like the writers talking about how much they love what they wrote. Right. But Krasinski too saying like the fact that they wanted it to be an original because they, they understand the tropes of sequels and things. And so now they're making a sequel, which makes me think it's like a a toy story, such a bad explanation, but the people who wrote toy story have said for the last 15 to 20 years, we're not going to do another one, but then a script comes along and they're like, no, we have to, we have to do this. But it's so tough in a world that like is really successful and it's like a money pool, but it's like Cillian Murphy is in it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know. I'm going to see and, it. And uh, what's his name? Jimin Hounsu, the guy yeah. from, yeah. 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 Who's in a little bit of everything yeah. right now. Yeah. So I think that'll be very interesting. Yeah, I know. I, 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 I'm, I'm not. I'm, yeah. I'm very worried about it. Just I never. No of, one thought finally. Right. We yeah. thought it was done. Well, some uh, people maybe thought not. finally probably, yeah. but like. I don't know. Just there's, there's such care and restraint and it actually goes into my super pump for this one. My super pump is the sound design. Oh yeah. The way we completely kill all sound whenever we're in, uh, their oldest daughter's POV. Yeah. Like we completely kill that. And then sometimes there's that like tinnitus ringing sound Mm -hmm. or maybe I have tinnitus, but, (laughs) (laughs) but it's very good. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. And it's so, so effective when we get particularly her reaction shots to something horrible happening. And we can't hear it. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Oh yeah, yeah. And there's really creative ways to introduce sound into the movie. Yes. I agree. Uh, like of listening to the heartbeat of the baby uh, in the womb, and then the the wonderful scene between uh, the dancing, the dancing scene. Yeah. Oh yeah, really great. With the, uh, earphones with great. the Krasinski's. So as we <laughs> as we approach uh, the middle of our episode, before we do other things, I want to talk a little bit about sort of some of the inciting action. Um, of some major plot points, which is one is that John Krasinski's character, uh, Mr. Abbott, uh, is trying to fix his daughter's Abbott has become death process. By the end of this. <laughs> um, the he, Abbott is such a good name too, isn't it? Uh-huh. Very good. He is, uh, he's trying to fix his daughter's cochlear implant because it it's broken and she can't, uh, she can't hear because there's nobody, there's no audiologist around to like repair yeah. her um, cochlear implant like connector. And so um, as he's trying to fix them. So one thing about cochlear implants is that they don't have speakers. They're not projecting sound into ears at all. There is no, if you held it up to your ears, nothing would happen. It's literally sending impulses to an implant in the back of the head that goes to the cochlea or to the brain. I even, I think, and like simulate sound. So interesting. And so I had a problem the first time I watched this movie with, okay, yeah, I hear you, but that shouldn't affect the monsters because they're, it's not a speaker. 
I caught this time that he had added amplifier speakers from old radios to her cochlear implant, hoping that it would do something. This is the mm. first time I caught that. Yeah. That's how the sound even reaches them in the first place. Mm. Yeah. Cause it's electromagnetic. And she can they, hold it up to the microphone at the yeah, end. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because it wouldn't do that. Otherwise it's not a headphone. Um, but with those little amplifiers, it would. And she, um, because they mess with like electromagnetic waves, I guess, which is why all the lights flicker whenever they're nearby, it's messing with her implant. And then, Causing that. So did what we see, would have been a big deal for me is actually really thoughtful and cool. Did yeah. we see the lights flickering before that final scene when they're coming? Oh yeah. Yeah. Tons of times. Okay. I guess I just missed that. Every time, time they're around, around electronics mess okay, up. Because I was like, man, that's just the demigorgon kind of. Oh yeah. With I didn't the, think like, about that. There's some similarities. Yeah. There's, there's like, this movie does not reinvent as much as it seems that it does on first glance. No, I think it does a good job with the tropes that it pulls though. Sure. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not like completely groundbreaking and probably, probably not genre defining, but it does a great job with the things that it incorporates to tell a cohesive story that doesn't feel like a horror movie grab bag. I feel that I, I, there's a, I probably have a little more groundbreaking credit for the movie than, than you do, but I totally see, I see what you're saying. I, I I don't think it, I don't think it broke a lot of ground with like creature design necessarily, but as far as like the rules of a world and things like that, I think it did a lot. I don't know. I thought it was a pretty, yeah. that amount of time, right? It's just under it's, 90 minutes. Yes. Pre-credits. And yeah. so that's, that's what a, I, that's what I love. Yeah. About that's it. enough. Right. Yeah. We don't need it's more. Plenty. This feels like very, very, uh, feels like an indie real short, low budget horror film. Yep. You know, it feels like a, the film version of a short story. Like I'd yeah. pick up like an 80 page, like exactly. let's just tell this real quick kind Which of a thing. worries me so much about a quiet place too. Um, yeah, I, I think it, I think it could be really good. It might not be, but I think it could be. I hope so. <laughs> Speaking of things that could be really good. Uh, let's, uh, let's hop on over to shout announcements. How about <laughs> it? Welcome to shout announcements. The part of the show where we give shout outs. Hey, make announcements yikes that was rough yeah. yeah i felt it in my throat and i was like lean in you know crazy hey <laughs> we got some stuff going on we do big time 2020 be a big year for the boys tell them about it oh <laughs> <laughs> one week from today you've heard us talk about it you've here. heard us drop little hints here it is it's finally here it's patreon season baby yeah 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 it's patreon season baby yeah and we we just got clearance from our manager yeah. adam stout to finally <laughs> announce <laughs> thanks to, adam to finally announce the price point for our official chunky tier uh and that's t-i-e-r not t-e-a-r well uh, <laughs> although you might cry tears of joy when you find out that for only three dollars a month uh you can be an official official chunky did you say three dollars three dollars no right? you read it again there's that's no way that that's what it says we acted like we've got scripts there's <laughs> no read way again. read it again the memo that adam sent me says tell them it's three dollars a month so three dollars i don't know what to tell you three bucks a month the two zeros after must have faded away <laughs> they're <laughs> very the small see there's a decimal point in between them three dollars ah. a month gets you access to uh to bonus episodes gets you access to a special official chunky only section of our website where you can view uh, a little something sweet chef Carter's been cooking up in our pod kitchen for you. Do you want to tell him about it? Yeah, I went back and it was a lot of fun and every single movie that the three of us have reviewed plus one that just the two of you have reviewed, <laughs> which had such a strange vibe in only listening to the review portion. Oh, it's and awful. it only made me feel good. To be like, <laughs> they missed, something's missing. Oh, big time something was missing. Um, that is my least favorite episode of our show. But it is 75 plus movies that the three of us have reviewed together, which is wild. That's pretty crazy. I went back and uh, tracked every single uh, rating we have given on our scientific cinema scale. And so you can actually go back through uh, as an accompaniment and be like, hey, I, I think I want to go see, let's go through the Harry Potter series together. I, I wonder what Two Chunks thought of that. And then you're like listening along and you get to see what we reviewed each one of those. Uh, it's really, it's been interesting for us. We had a lot of time talking about it before we got started in looking at uh, just how our opinions have changed uh, on certain series as a whole. Yeah. Uh, there is uh, some, a handful of movies that have been semi-polarizing between the three of us um, to where on the scientific cinema scale, we were all over the map. And so you'll be able to go and reference that 
Uh, and then also we're going to have something for uh, a lot of the times people just want to know uh, what we thought of a movie that's like just out, uh, out right now. And unless it's in like the Marvel series or Fast and Furious series, you're not really going to know that. Yeah. Uh, unless you're an official chunky, which means when we go see something, whether that's streaming uh, because streaming is all over. I feel like yeah, half exactly. of the Golden Globe nominations this year for movies were Netflix and Amazon. Yeah. Finally saw The Irishman, by the way. I still haven't seen it. I don't know if I, I have the time. It. It's I have to long. dedicate a lot of time to that. It's long. Um, but for instance, you would know Jordan's opinion on that or sure. someone else's opinion. However, many of us that have seen it, uh, we'll have our own little writing system there outside of the scientific cinema scale uh, for you just to kind of give you a heads up on that stuff. So a lot of content. It's been fun to put it all together. It's taken a while. But for those of you that want a little extra, it'll be there. Our first bonus episode over on the Patreon feed is, uh, oh, oh boy. This is like, I am, it's going to be so good. If this is the only reason we ever got Patreon, that's enough for me. This is enough for me. I think it probably is. Yeah. It's not that I'm not excited. Y'all, the first thing we're going to do over on Patreon is we're finally going to right the wrongs of history. Um, we're going to take everything that was knocked down and we're going to build it right back up again. (laughs) Uh, I'm sure you all know what I'm talking about already. So I'll just go ahead and be straight with you. We're going to review the Goofy movie. Ugh. Hey. Sorry, a Goofy movie. Yeah, not, not, it's not the Goofy. It's, it is a, a it's Goofy, a goofy movie. It's one of the Goofy movies. Movie. It's in, a Goofy movie. In our Disney Dozen series, which was all those like 90s yeah. classic animated Disney movies, uh, Goofy movie, a Goofy movie barely missed. There was like two votes. I mean, it's it was the saddest like, I've been in the history of our It was our like podcast. some weird tiebreaker thing we had to come up with. Uh, and Aladdin took its place. I went and back and rewatched the like promo video that we made to announce that series. And Jordan's wearing a goofy movie shirt. I am, I'm wearing a Powerline shirt in <laughs> the video. Subliminal advertising there. And I will finally get a chance to wax poetically about Max poetically about. And it'll be just the. It'll be all three of us. It's oh, not yeah. just Jordan. That's our first bonus episode. Is Jordan on, talking though. about goofy movies. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be so. Are you with himself? Is that what that was? <laughs> it's gonna be so good. So make sure you jump on board. So to recap, for $3 a month, you will get access to bonus episodes, a special section of our website, and the intangible and unquantifiable joy of knowing that you're an official chunky. You can find the link to our Patreon in all of our social media bios. Uh, I was going to say as well as somewhere else, but that's that's where it'll be. So we, our social media bios. Do we want to mention about voting too? Oh yeah, that's another benefit. See, it just keeps coming. There's so many, I forgot. You get to vote twice. Uh, so we're going to have patron-exclusive polls. So like, for example, for Teen's Choice Awards, uh, we had a poll up on our website. And if you are a patron, the next time that we do that, official chunkies get to vote twice. You'll have your exclusive poll over on our Patreon page, and then you can vote in the open poll again. So you can make your voice heard two times. Wow. Two times two chunks. Two times two chunks. One love, though. Twice the fun, twice Three, the charm. Three dollars. I started to throw it off there. With you. <laughs> and uh, before we wrap up this portion, the next thing we need to let you know is that next week's episode, week two of Teens Choice Awards, that's going to be going to the comedy category. Sure is. Genre. And uh, do you guys feel comfortable revealing what movie won that category? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Next week, we're going to talk about Bridesmaids. Yes. That'll be a good time. Yes, please. Ooh, that'll be a real uh, good time. And that episode will still be free. Just to clarify, none of the free content that you've enjoyed from us, your good pod friends, is ever going to go away. Never. Bub, do our Patreon, though, please. (laughs) Pretty please. And we're back to the show, the one we do. Here we are. It's the podcast. They don't shush each other. They put the finger up because shushing makes shushing more makes noise. Sense. Which shushing I've, will kill you. I've said since elementary school, your <laughs> shushing is louder than my talking, Beverly. Did you go to elementary school with a girl named Beverly? No, that's an old lady name. Yes, yeah, I'd say that's why you're much older than you look. Yeah, I, yeah I, I moisturize a lot. Yeah. Reserved only for old ladies. So I'm going to talk. Uh, I'm going to hijack this portion of the show. Okay, because I need to talk about this. I need to get it off my chest, and it's my super dump. And I'm going to spend some time there. Okay. Okay. Y'all know how I feel about rules in fictional universes. I don't need rules, but as soon as you set one, you better follow it. Okay. This movie doesn't do a great job of that all the time. Examples. Um, I feel like it's about time we talk about the birth scene. Yep. There's a lot of noises made here, friends. Yep. And I know all of them are supposed to make us go, oh, she's going to get caught. And then she doesn't. And that's fine to do a couple times. But when she's in the bathtub and the fireworks go off and then she screams, you're telling me that thing didn't go 
What was that big boom? Oh, wait, there's somebody screaming right there. And immediately turn around and go kill her in the bathtub. Yeah. Because she screams, and I realize that's supposed to be, she gets to release this sound. But the sound design of this movie is literally such that the explosion happens, and then it goes silent, and then she screams. That's an example. Okay. So you, you think we're supposed to think that the fireworks stopped, and then she screamed? I think that okay. fireworks are not like a waterfall. There is breaks in between oh, the sounds. Oh, yeah, yeah, Okay. And she, so that's one example. That's the flimsiest one to me as far as like my super dump. But let me talk about, I'm going to jump ahead to the end of this movie. Yeah. With the shotgun in the basement. Yep. You're telling me that nobody, U.S. military, farmer in their backyard, nobody this whole time saw them reveal their fleshy pink skin and thought that's the weak spot. I don't think they ever open all their valves until they get that But she shoots it in the same spot that was open while it was listening. Before the electricity, but all goes of off. the valves were open at that point. But why is that anything? Because it's a shotgun and it goes everywhere. Right. But I don't know. I bought that. That part didn't bother me. Uh, it bothered me a lot. Okay. Um. I'm. I think it could be solved by a quick. It's the ear hole that needs to be shot, and they didn't open up the ear hole for real, for real until the electrical sound. But she just shoots it head on, and its head she is applies open. it directly to the yeah, forehead. Directly to the yeah. forehead. Yeah. And its head is open, <laughs> facing her multiple times before the sound happens. Yeah. And I get that it was a panic shot and that's her discovering that. But like, I just have a hard time believing that there was never a bulletin of like, it's the pink stuff, the pink skin under the hard chitin shell. Like that's what we shoot. Um, if you've ever played a video game, like you you already knew that. Yeah. You shoot the pink stuff. You know that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's things like that. And it's things like, as soon as that monster goes underneath the water, I don't know if you guys have ever been underwater, but you can hear pretty good. Yeah. Under the water. So, I mean, she should have been dead still. And yeah, there's just, true. there's things that um, had it not been established that every sound is deadly. I think I would have been okay. But as soon as you tell me that every sound is deadly, yeah. every sound better have consequences. And yeah. as soon as you tell me that the pink stuff underneath their skin that we've seen a bunch of times already is the weak spot. Yeah. I have a hard time being like, it's been 13 months since they first arrived and nobody thought that was the spot to hit. This, these are some of those monsters though, that are like zombies where it's like, you have to tell this story after they've taken over because, 100%. because there's no way they would take over. 100%. You know what I mean? Like there's no way that they don't get stopped the second they land. Oh, yeah. I disagree. If with these monsters, I disagree. If we are to believe that they dropped kind of in mass at the very beginning and just at the speed they move and how much sound happens in the world every day, just went around on a rampage and now the world is as it is because they have to hunt again because it's not just free for the picking. Yeah. I can buy that. I have no problem buying that. In fact, I buy that easier than zombies because I think they're harder to stop than zombies. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's this rules thing that I have of like, man, if that's the secret to killing them, I'm all on board with that, but I would have loved for the electromagnetic thing to have made them open up like a different spot that's never opened up before or anything yeah. like that. Or I just blow their heads up like Mars attacks or something. Yeah. yeah. No, I yeah. could have gotten on board with that. So too. I actually did not love this time, uh, the whole electromagnetic thing, like in the microphone and like, she's got to use that to reveal its weakness. Like there's, there's an element yeah. of like, and I guess that's my super dump. It was hard to find a super dump for this movie. Cause I, sure. I really yeah. do genuinely like it. Sure. But I guess my super dump, like it's, it's the fighting back at the end seems weird to me. And maybe that's because it is a little bit rule breaking where it's like, oh, this random family can beat them better than the military can or better than like. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But there's just something about it that's like, and like the close, like the dolly zoom ending with the, her reloading the shotgun is like, that's cool. I don't know. There's just something about it that feels out of place in this movie. Hmm. Like. Where they shouldn't be able to fight back. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It's just something about that bothered me. And I think that was, it didn't bother me the first time I saw it like at all. Um, but I think there's something, I don't know what it was, but the rewatchability was, was hurt for me. I think time the, through. the word is convenient. Like there's yes. a couple of words like, Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. I'm glad that worked. Sure. Yeah. But I don't know. And, and maybe it's just because I was so swept away the first time I saw it. By yeah. what was happening that I didn't right. have time to think about the stuff that had already happened. Sure. Oh, I have another one. I have another example of yeah. my rules thing that I have a problem with. This is, this is a more, um, this is a, a more microscopic, but good example. So this thing just shreds the wall of a grain silo, no problem. And then can't bust through the top of a pickup truck. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I can see that. Bust a Hulk hole through the side of a grain silo and then can't quite sh- like can't open the top of this pickup truck. Like that's, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. yeah. And you and can't even like that. I don't think you can even chalk it up to it was under duress. Like it was a, right. Yeah. It was a like, Oh, it wasn't under duress at, at that point yet. It well, was still it in had, control. It, it had the, the cochlear implant had gone off on that and one. the grain silo. That it didn't get away. Oh, <clears throat> you, you meant the reverse of what I like thought. Like extra meant. strength. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, while we're talking about like rule breaking, I think one of the, rule breaky things that stood out the most to me is this went from a creature that's just hungry and it's just taking random shots to just kill anything because the only way it can is by hearing to like stalkery 1970s. Yeah. It's bad guy. Like the one coming at like the one that's in the basement with her. Why is it not just, if you feel like there's a chance something's there, just thrashing. When does it all of a sudden have the, yeah. Like wherewithal to be like, maybe not, I'm not going to slash right here. Right. I don't want to waste my slash. Yeah, I only get one <laughs> charge ammo move or per round. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, did you guys get at all uh, Last of Us clicker vibes from these monsters when they're very in that much. basement? And it's like very much. Like, yep. Yeah, that's very very spooky. Their their design looks good. I actually disagree. I I hate this creature. Oh really? I don't like this at all. I think it is it is like the the big ear is cool. Oh, the big ear is super cool. But other than that, it's like a it's a vaguely humanoid long arms, claws, armor monster. And I've seen a million of those. Oh, I you know think it mean? looks like a wingless bat. It freaks me out. I've seen a million of those. Well, why didn't we make it look more like a bat? You know what I mean? Like let's lean into things like that, that we know. I actually think that like you brought up the last of us. I think those, the clickers are a way better hunt by sound monster than this monster. I think is. so too. Um, let's, what's, what's the, <laughs> let's talk about this. What's the over under on, a quiet place to involving some sort of there's a different type that flies now or something like that. hundred like percent. Like that's graded monster that's, version. That's why I'm worried like about trimmers. <laughs> yes. Just like, oh, I hope this, not. It's, it's the same, but these ones are deaf and have huge, one huge eye. Yeah. yeah. They hunt by sight. It's a bunch of people hiding, but they're like, are you guys safe? <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Hear. Oh, it's a man. loud place, a visible place. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm super worried about monster creep in, yeah. in a quiet place too. Like I, I think there are like it's the upgraded version. There are there. some sequels that have done that really well, like Aliens. I think moving Alien from like a horror movie into more of an action-ish kind of thing mm-hmm, in Aliens mm-hmm. was the right decision. Mm-hmm. And I'm really worried they're going to do that with a quiet place. And yeah. I think the action adventure thriller elements of this are far less effective than the horror. Stranger elements. things does it pretty well too. Yes. Yes. To I just agree. feel like there's a culture of this kind of creature. My actual prediction for a quiet place too, though, is not nearly as bleak as that thing about the monster upgrade. I am afraid that's going to happen. I want to be clear, but based on the casting of this movie, my guess is a quiet place Two is going to zero in on more. Like you gotta be scared of people too. No, that's, that's in the trailer. That's the line is like nobody, no people worth saving, which is like, okay, if we're going to continue borrowing tropes from apocalyptic horror, that's probably the most overplayed one that you could borrow. Right. That is, that is people are the real monsters. See, the walking dead is us. Like, <laughs> yeah, that is no longer interesting to me. Right. It, it can be. I, I want to be very clear that it super can be. Um, like I think there is, there are ways to do it very well. I think not to go back every time, but I think there's no way to, uh, for me at least to introduce, any sort of monster based apocalypse without drawing a comparison to the last of us. But the last of us at its core is about, you know, the threat of people versus people is far scarier than this fungus. Sure. Um, but that, but see, that's what I liked about this one is that it was refreshing yeah, because it's just the, the, monster. the monster is the monster. Yeah. Yeah. Like we don't have to be like, there's no cast in this movie outside of the family and there's no social, well, the old, the old man. Oh screams. yeah, that's right. Yeah. You're right. But there's no like, no like sophomoric social commentary of like people left unchecked by society are going to do terrible things. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, but I think okay. it, I really do. I want to be very clear that I think that a quiet place Two could be really good. I think it might be. I oh, think the cards are stacked against it in my yeah, mind. Sure. But I, sometimes that's the best. Sometimes when it comes out and it's yeah. like, we should have been bad, but we were great. I mean, how many times do we say things about movies like no right to be that good? Yeah, that's true. I hope that's it. That's true. It's just my experience going into that is shaping up to be the complete opposite of The Last of Us or of of A Quiet Place because I had no expectations going into A Quiet Place and had no idea what to expect yeah, and was fair. blown away. And I have expectations that are pretty bleak for A Quiet Place Part same, 2. Same writers and director. So it's Krasinski okay. again. So 
I do dig that. Yeah. He did a great, hey, he did a great job with this movie. Yeah. He did. He did a Acting good job. Acting and directing really, really was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the idea, again, kind of what we talked about, just the world building that they have made is really, really unique and interesting. Can we, though, talk about the sister? The daughter? Yeah. Um, I don't remember her character name. You don't really hear it. Um, but No pun intended. No pun intended. But- she was almost my super dump. And I think this might get a little spicy. Um, she, as an actor, she's great. Straight up. She does not have a name on IMDb. Oh, no way. Uh, Emily Blunt plays Evelyn Abbott. John Krasinski plays Lee Abbott. Noah Jupe plays Marcus Abbott. And then the baby brother who dies has no name. And then Millicent Simmons doesn't have a name. Interesting. Huh? huh. That is interesting. So I, um, I think she did a fantastic job. Like the actor she's great. was so yeah. good, but um, the character is so unbelievably frustrating to me yeah. and not in a, when I, I, I'm using the word unbelievably literally here. Um, so much of this movie is caused by her like juvenile, like my dad doesn't love me thing, which I love that story. And I love him and redeeming that with her and her grief. I love all of that. But the fact that like, it all falls apart to me on top of the grain silo when she's like, he's coming back for you, but he's not coming back for me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Your dad's not going to leave you well, to and die. I, I don't you feel like we that. can write, we can write her that. like a child when we write her younger brother, like an adult Correct. at the waterfall. When he's like, do you still love her? And he's like, of course. Do you blame her? No, she blames herself. You know, right. He's a she's she's, she's got to be smarter than that. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's that she is, she is demonstrated in this movie to be, capable of survival, but like not capable of common sense. And I just have a hard time reconciling that in the same character outside of like her just being a young, like a kid, right. Because of what they're doing with the brother. Yeah. And being, being a kid and being a kid in grief that blames herself, that's distinctly interesting to me. Yeah. Like I want that, but then the, like, I'm going to run away when I know that my mom needs help, even though I love her and I'm going to be on top of the grain silo and get mad at my brother for waiting for my dad, even though we're going to die if we don't like Mm. that just feels a little too stretchy for me. I don't know. I can see it's contrived. It feels like contrived extra layers of conflict that we don't need when the the monster versus human conflict lock is so strong. Well, especially when the monster versus human conflict lock is we're separated and one of the parties is giving birth right now. Yeah. One of the parties is two children. And then the other one is the dad desperately trying to help both part. Like that's enough. That's enough right there. Well, it's, I mean, imagine if Lex and Timmy in Jurassic park were trying to get back to Dr. Grant or something. And Lex was like, no, he wants you to get back, but he doesn't want me to get back. Right. It's like, why? let's deal with the drama. There's velociraptors in the kitchen. Why are you doing this? Right. 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 Um, I see that. And it doesn't, I think not having those, smaller, more immature moments of that or more unbelievable moments of that in no way to me would detract from the poignance of the very end. I think it's still just as powerful to have uh, John Krasinski's character reassure her that she's loved right before he goes. Yeah. Even if she's not like, he's going to leave me to die on top of this grain silo. I think on top of the silo, something that would have helped is if the little brother was just like, that's ridiculous of you to say. I think like, you're why right. doesn't he just say what we're thinking? Yeah. And at that point then she's not completely excused, but it sure does help a lot. Yeah. yeah I For agree. Him to be like, are you serious? We're going to die here, which you, you can see that in movies sometimes. Sure. Like it's, it's just, it's a real acknowledgement of like everything. Or if we had seen an example of him letting her down before, I don't know. Like, it seems to me like, yes, it was clear that he was harboring some frustration at her for the death of the child. And she was harboring some guilt. And, but like, we had never been led to believe that he had done anything less than come back for her and protect her even in the year between. Right. You know, that it just feels like yeah. a weird path to make the character walk down to me. Yeah. Or if we had shown their relationship at all before they went to the grocery store and the little brother got chomped by the monsters. Yeah. You know what I mean? If we had seen their relationship before and they're joking and smiling and laughing and playing with each other it's completely, silently, completely different after kind of a and thing. And then see yeah. like, Oh my gosh, dad doesn't even look at me anymore. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? Like we need to set that up better. Yeah. I do love the reveal of just how many different, uh, like cochlear implant devices he had been working on yeah. to make sure that she could get her hearing back and yeah. like that kind of stuff. I think that's really sweet. Yeah. Um, and I think the, the sacrifice moment at the end is really powerful. I think it's yeah, really it's very good. good. Yeah, absolutely. And then putting the truck in neutral and watching it silently roll away. That's very cool. It is very cool. 
if you ever rolled a truck over grass, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's not it's not quiet enough. No. Sure. Like he stopped screaming the second they chomped him, and then they're right. like, He's "Oh no, now. there's a truck now!" Right? Yeah. That's just you know. But yeah. what do they do? Do they eat the people once they kill them? So, so maybe they're eating him while the truck rides away. Sometimes I get yeah. distracted when I'm got a big old good meal, a big, big old John Krasinski, <laughs> big, old, big yeah. tuna sandwich, big tuna. <laughs> Goodness, oh, that's good. Uh, I'm ready to super pump. Tell me, I think Emily Blunt outshines oh. everybody else. In oh she's my gosh. so good. She is so phenomenal, and she is. It's so funny. I think something I reference a lot with acting that is really impressive to me is when people aren't saying words, like how well they're doing. And she was, I mean, her nonverbals of like, yes, when I'm old and fat and you're not going to take care of me anymore, like how she's goofy. There was no one with as much range as her. Mm -mm. And you don't get to say because the kids, it's it's kid actors, so they don't get to have range. But like she's, she was almost dangerous for John in this movie. Yes. She almost reminded me too much that he is from the office. Dude, I bet he would say the same thing too. He has said the same thing. Yeah. He's, he, they were like, would you ever want to, uh, he said, I directing her is tough because he's like, I'm afraid (laughs) like my opinion is going to not be good for her because I think she just needs to be completely free to do anything. Wow. Um, but yeah, he's, he does great. Right. Oh yeah. Unfortunately we've seen Steve Carell becoming like, not just be thought of as Michael Scott. Right. Because of how well he's doing in other movies. Mm-hmm. But with this, it's like, I still feel like I, this character could have looked at the camera and gave us that little like side. Like, I exactly. Agree. Yeah. There it is. Because I think Emily Blunt was phenomenal. And so. Well, and I think Emily Blunt has the chops to be considered one of the most talented working actors. Right oh, I now. think so too. She's it's like mid thirties. She's got a big career ahead of her oh still. Oh my gosh. And I think John does too. Um, oh, for and, sure. And I, and I think I mean, that, it depends on how good Jack Ryan does, I guess. But John can't do anything. <laughs> Yes. Correct. John is more of a, what is it? Static. What do you call like an actor that is uh, like, uh, like a character actor? Like, like Sylvester a- Stallone's not going to do much more than be a gritty. Right. Like fight yeah. you possibly. Guy. I would call that yeah. a character actor. Like a character. He's got, he's got a yeah. vibe that he Krasinski's basically that Emily can do anything. I think. Yeah. Um, oh, I do too. I mean, look at her. She's five, what? Five year engagement. Um, she's mm-hmm. in, uh, Edge of Tomorrow, she's so good. Yep. Yep. She's never been nominated for an Oscar. That is p- That's pretty, pretty wild. I think it's yeah. going to happen. I think she should... I would be thrilled to see... Like, There's people that I root for. I don't know what it is. And she's one of them, I think, that I would just love to see. She's get. in the same range as Amy Adams for me. Yes. Yeah. Amy Adams has never won an Oscar, but she's been nominated for like six. That's six. a travesty. Has Emily Blunt been nominated? No, she's never been nominated for an Oscar. Wow. Oh, I want a movie led by Amy Adams and Emily Blunt Mm -hmm. and Kate Blanchett. Yeah. No, there's just like this range of like, and Dame Judi Dench and Dame Judi Dench. And we're just turning it into cats guys (laughs) and Taylor Swift and Jason Derulo and Idris Elba. James Corden. Derulo. What? Who greenlit this movie? (laughs) You know, he's in quiet place too, right? (laughs) He plays uh, Killian Murphy's eyes. I think this movie would not have made as much money if it wasn't exactly Emily Blunt playing that role. I agree. If it wasn't Emily Blunt and John Krasinski as the two leads. Right. I agree. I because they they're, they had a media junket that probably made them another $80 million because of their chemistry. Yep. It, it was a $17 million film. I know. <laughs> it's a $17 million film and it made $340 million. So. Wow. Quite a. Wow. Perhaps that's why there's a sequel. That's but beefy. I bet I, there was a probably a good chunk of that money was that they bought 20 tons of like seed for corn, that cornfield. Yeah. <laughs> like they, they, that's literal. Like really? they bought hey, 20 tons so that they would, they had like people go out and plant that. For I, also, I researched this by the way, corn does not do that unless it's being siphoned from the bottom of the silo. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're not going to, you don't just sink. It. It's not quicksand. You don't just, there's nowhere for it to go. You can, Pretty you, cool, you though. might, you might sink a little bit, Pretty but scary, you're not going like, to yeah. Yeah, it's it. yeah. No, it's like, yeah. <laughs> I also it would have been did, scary if a bear fell in too, but that's yeah. just not going to happen. I also did some research and according to this movie, the aliens land in 2020. So we yes, got correct. a bad year ahead of us boys. They landed an asteroid in Mexico, which is cool. Like I did a little deep dive on what some of the newspapers were saying. Yeah, that's super yeah. cool. I think that's pretty sweet. Yep. Feels like a lot of the conversation topics that we had about this movie at the very end were a little on the negative side. 
So what I'd like to do, because my my rating does not reflect a negative opinion of this movie. So let's go ahead no and way. rate this. Yeah. Because I don't I don't want to just hover on the spots that weren't great. We here at Two Chunks and a Hunk have perfected the art of movie rating using science from school, the one for the scientific cinema scale, and it is as follows. The best thing we can say about a movie is own it, don't lend it, buy that poster. After that, it's going to be buy it, followed by rent it, and then stream it. After that is forget it, and last but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken us. I'll go first. For the flaws in the consistency of the world and the way that the rules get bent to make better moments, um, those are things that I have a problem with. However, I think this movie is really cool. It's really sleek. It is delivered in a uh, vitamin-sized poppable pill form. It's so short and concise and good. Um, There's not really any scenes I would cut out. The sound design is fantastic. I love this movie. It's so cool. Um, So I'm going to give this one a rent it from the old J beans over here in the corner. J beans. So this is probably the first time I've ever done this for a rating. Uh, And it's 2020 and we're trying new things the world over. And so I'm going to give this a rent it with the asterisk that if the sequel is good, I'll elevate them both to a buy it. Because if you've been listening to the show for a while, y'all know how I feel about owning complete sets of things. And it would drive me bonkers if I bought this one and the sequel sucked and I didn't buy it. Hmm. I would always feel like there's a hole in my movie collection because there's technically another one. So if the sequel's good, I'll buy them both. But as it stands right now, I'm going to rent this. Yeah. I'm going to buy it because of its, uh, there's a lot of freshness to me. Sure. Uh, which is part of why I was like, part of me wishes we had done get out because of how like, so very against, uh, the norm that plot and everything was and, sure. and how poignant that was. But this does a really good job. And it's, there's something primitive about this movie. Like yeah. it feels like we're going backwards in communication, even though ASL is like the most, one of the most popular languages in the world. Yeah. But Callie's like, actually learning it right now. Yeah. That's super cool. But it was like, it was really unique and it was, there's something about, I think Stephen King, Oh yeah. Either called Krasinski or somebody or tweeted about it. He tweeted about said it. something in an interview like about how like, kind of a thing. it makes the lens kind of opens its eyes wider yeah. a little bit. For wow. That. And cool. so I do love the attention that it is, is asking for. And I think that's very unique yeah, about I this guess movie if, specifically. If Stephen King compliments your monster movie, you probably made a good monster a movie. Pretty <laughs> right? decent job. Right? Yeah. But yeah, it's a buy it for me. Yeah. No, that's respectable for sure. Hey, speaking of things that we're going to do and talk about, we're going to do this again next week. Talk about bridesmaids. The winner of our comedy yeah. genre. So you Finally voted got for some it. Maya Rudolph in our podcast. Have we ever done a movie with Maya Rudolph? Nope. That is crazy. Wait, we haven't done, have we done a Kristen Wiig movie? I guess not. No. Oh, well, there you go. Man. So good. This is big time, guys. I cannot wait to talk about this movie. It's good to have comedy after horror, I think. <laughs> I think so too, actually. Yeah. Just take a break, laugh a little. Just get a little silly. Poop in a sink. Poop in a sink. Can. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> it's going to be great. Poop in a wedding dress in the middle of a... God, so good. Lawn party. It's going to be great. Make sure you watch that movie so you can tune in and listen to us talk about the movie that you voted for. That's what's so cool yeah, about Yeah, you this. did pick it. You wanted to hear this. So this is your fault. <laughs> uh, it's going to be awesome. Make sure you check that out. And make sure you check out our Patreon because we got stuff going on over there like a goofy movie, baby. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Patreon will be launching on the same day as our Bridesmaids. We're about to talk about Powerline for 30 minutes. Oh, you don't even understand. <laughs> Gonna be good. The other 30 will be the movie. Tevin Campbell, don't even worry about it. Um, to end today's episode, uh, I'd like for us each to say our name and uh, how this movie would have been scarier if the monsters had a strong other sense instead of hearing. <laughs> okay. So for two chunks and a hunk, my name is Jordan Wonders. And uh, I think if the monsters just tasted so much, like, it was just like, ooh, ooh, that, ooh, I got that conditioner. Ooh, it's, oh, it's coconut. It's herbal essences. Ooh, nom, 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 nom. Then they get addicted to that kind of stuff. You became like, like Woody Allen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, 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 I. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I think I think taste like a tasty place would be a very good movie. A tasty You're kidding place. me? I was I'm Doge. I was gonna say if this movie was called A Tasteless Place and they have to shower and bathe in unscented soap so that the giant tongues don't lick them. <laughs> that sucks. Like human lollipops. Dang it! Ooh, they lick the skin off. It's sharp tongues like cats. Oh my gosh, that's terrifying. And the movie's called Lollipop Lollipop. Oh lolly 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 lollipop. <laughs> and then in parentheses, bum 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 lollipop. Is that yours? You're just gonna well, say yeah, that you I were mean, the same? Oh, yeah. that's cool. It's. Uh, I mean, if I'd gone first, you'd be asking Jordan that question. But yeah. you don't. But you don't, though. Okay. <laughs> so this kind of brings up an interesting thing. Uh, an are insecurity you, of mine. Who are you, though? I'm Carter. I was going to get there. And it brings up an insecurity about me. I have not spent enough time as I should worrying about what I wear. Mm-hmm. Because I honestly don't <laughs> care. If these monsters had fashion sense, like who defines that to yeah. me? There's so many outlets out there that's like Cosmo, whatever else. That's how that's how ignorant I am. I only know one thing that has fashion in it. I'm screwed. Like I'm going to die because of what I'm wearing. So this is you're pitching to me right now a queer eye place? Something like that. Yeah. But yeah, having bad mm. fashions, they just go kill everyone that has, in their monster opinion, bad fashion. Yeah. Like they, uh, the first place they go is Chicago and they go to Coachella. Is that where it is? I don't know. I don't know. And they just eat That's them all. That's why they call it Chicago Cella. Yeah. Yeah. They eat them all up. Eat them all up. Yum, yum, yum. I'm now wishing that I said if they had a really strong sense of self-worth and they just <laughs> killed, killed everybody with low self-esteem. Do that. No, nope, too late. No, it's too late. No, do it. No, nope, it's too late. Why? It's funny. Because he's got to be punished for his crimes. I'm done. He's lying. <laughs> Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com podcast. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.